St. Irenaeus said that the glory of God is the human being fully alive. Both Moses and Jesus have transformative experiences with God in this morning's lessons. But they're not the only people in scripture who experience God's glory. Luke describes how the shepherds experience the glory of God as they prepare to visit the newborn Jesus. The Gospel of John recounts that Martha experienced God's glory when she believed that her brother Lazarus could be brought back to life. God's glory is not reserved only for Moses and Jesus. We are all capable of experiencing the glory of God. During conversations with God, some of God's energy transfers onto Moses and onto Jesus, and they begin to reflect God's energy in a new way. They shine fully alive. One of the byproducts of talking with God is that we begin to radiate with God's energy. And then although these encounters with God for both Moses and Jesus happen on a mountaintop, I want to point out that neither of them stay there. All of life cannot be lived on top of a mountain. We spend more of our time navigating the hills and valleys than we do standing at the summit. Our mountaintop experiences serve as important spiritual touchstones that rejuvenate us and fuel us with resilience to meet the challenges ahead. This morning's gospel is called the Transfiguration. We encounter it on the last Sunday before Lent, and we rotate between Matthew's version and Mark's version. This year we reflect upon Luke's version. Matthew, Mark, and Luke each tell this story a little bit differently, which should help us see that there's more than one way to understand Our sacred stories have multiple levels of interpretation. Each version of the transfiguration is loaded with symbolism. As Luke tells it, Jesus hikes up a mountain to pray, and he brings Peter, James, and John with him. While talking with God, Jesus' clothes begin to shimmer, and his face changes in appearance. Peter, James, and John see Jesus in all of his glory, And remember the glory of God as the human being fully alive. Peter, James, and John see Jesus fully alive. Moses and Elijah then appear on either side of him. Moses represents the law of the Old Testament. Elijah represents the prophets of the Old Testament. The law was fixed and firm. The prophets were always working to expand the boundaries of their tradition Jesus stood in between them. Peter, James, and John are so excited by what they see that they want to preserve the moment and make it last forever. And then a cloud descends on them, which reminds me that spiritual truths are never fully grasped. We only catch glimpses of the mystery. We get it, but we don't. Mirroring Jesus' baptism, a voice speaks from the cloud and says, This is my son, the chosen, listen to him. Jesus and his friends then head back down the mountain in silence. They could not seem to find words that were even halfway adequate. 
Although Moses and Jesus encounter God on top of mountains, mountaintop moments are not confined to mountaintops. It's also true that my conversations with God might look different than your conversations with God. That's okay. In the practice of the presence of God, a really wonderful short book, Brother Lawrence describes how he talks to God while going about his day-to-day chores, like doing the dishes, tending his garden. He writes that the time of business does not differ with me from the time of prayer. And in the noise and clatter of my kitchen, while several people are at the same time calling my name, I possess God in his great tranquility as if I were on my knees. Conversely, in Untamed, another beautiful book, Glennon Doyle talks about searching for God by getting up every day at 4.30 in the morning to sit alone in her closet and write. It was the only time and place she could remove the various roles she plays, wife, mom, sister, friend, and be her truest self. I talk to God while I run. You talk to God while you sip coffee. Others of us prefer our favorite pew after communion. We each need to explore and identify our own rituals that encourage us to speak with God, whether they bring us to the top of mountains, the kitchen sink, or even the floor of our closets, because the voice of God not only helps guide us forward, but it coaxes out of us the most authentic version of ourselves. Our true selves begin to radiate. When I envision spiritual role models like Desmond Tutu, Michael Curry, Marianne Buddy, our bishop here in Washington, each of these people radiate a deep-rooted sense of self. They may not have big personalities, but they have a big presence. It's while speaking with God that Moses and Jesus begin to reflect God's radiance. The same holds true for us. Praying connects us with God and also with our true selves, which radiate God's energy into the world. That's not to say that speaking with God will magically make our problems go away or make us happy all the time, or make our wounds heal overnight. It doesn't work like that. Life is challenging and life can be hard for all of us. We each do well to remember that and to treat one another accordingly. Moses first spoke with God through a burning bush, which precipitated him liberating his people from Pharaoh and leading the exodus. After God speaks to Jesus during his baptism, Jesus is propelled on a spiritual journey out in the desert for 40 days where he wrestles with temptation. When Jesus comes down from the mountain that's mentioned in this morning's gospel, he is immediately met by a crowd and asked to heal a boy who was shrieking and convulsing and foaming at the mouth. Talking with God does not change what life demands of us, but it does change what we offer of ourselves back 
to those demands by grounding us, rejuvenating us, fortifying us. I truly believe that prayer is a key to our resilience. Most of life is not lived on top of the mountain. Life is challenging. Our mountaintop experiences don't represent the finish line, but serve as important touchstones that help us rise to life's challenges. When we spend time talking with God, whether that's on a mountain, in the kitchen, in the closet, whatever works for you, there's no wrong way. God's voice helps guide us forward, and it coaxes out of us our true selves, which radiate God's energy with the world. We are all capable of experiencing the glory of God. We are all capable of being fully alive. The glory of God is all of us fully alive. In the name of God. <laughs>